Summary of the Chapters Part 1. Contempt Chapter 1. A brief opening allows the reader a look into Sebastian's life. A lawyer by trade, the rogue individual has worked as a public defender, private criminal lawyer, and now a street lawyer. He defends those who are likely guilty, but still need a defense. Though trapped by his job, it has become his life, leaving him friendless and without hope of a normal life. A current case is hinted at in the beginning. A mentally handicapped 18-year-old who is charged with the murder of two young girls. The guilt or innocence of this teenager does not matter in the small town in which he resides, but Rudd knows he is innocent. It is obvious that this case will be different for Rudd, not because of the difficulty of the case itself, but because he believes in the innocence of his client. The only friend that Rudd claims is also introduced, a former client that was found not guilty and now serves as a bodyguard among other duties. Rudd and partner seem to be closer than one would think, but in a way that they would fully trust the other. Even the name partner hints at a camaraderie that goes beyond that of employer and employee. Chapter 2 Opening on a trip to the small town of Milo to defend his client, it is once again shared that though Gardy should be presumed innocent, the public needs someone to blame. Much like real cases, there is not really a presumption of innocence, but one of guilt. It does not really matter if the person is guilty, but that they appear guilty. The town wants closure, just as the world wants closure on horrible crimes, even if that closure comes at the price of an innocent soul. Rudd became involved in the case due to reputation, a reputation that he would defend anyone and anything. This case had already proven difficult with all pretrial motions denied and a town full of people out for blood. Even arriving at the courthouse for Rudd is an exercise in precaution, as picketers look as if they may kill him for offering a defense. As Gardy arrives, a look into the legal system is noted. Gardy is afraid to shower and appears to be getting paler as his black hair dye also lightens. This is not great in front of a jury that already fears his animalistic tendencies. This is also a reminder that looks are important, especially when in the public spotlight. This is highlighted in the fact that the jail does not allow piercings, except for Gardy who will need to appear creepy in court. Gardy refuses to listen to his lawyer who begs him to cover the tattoos and remove the piercings, but he feels they are part of him. The fact that Gardy barely has an IQ of 70 does not matter. He is guilty based on lies and looks, no hard evidence, at least according to the testimony thus far. Rudd worked hard to discredit the obviously lying witnesses, but the prosecution continues to press on with all the liars. Chapter 3 The courtroom is packed daily. This case has become both entertainment and fodder for the locals in the small town. Even the judge in this case is dead set against Gardy, who refuses to rise upon his entrance. The judge has refused all requests for sequestration and even one to leave Gardy in jail for the trial. Though the prosecution is obviously putting those lying on the stand, it is not appropriate for the defense to do the same, at least not without sanctions. This is a reflection of the current state of the legal system in that it is fine to lie to show guilt or hint at such, but the defense must be fully honest and flawless. After all, quote, our system never holds a bad prosecutor accountable. Page 16. The day opens with a local preacher testifying about an interaction with Gardy, an interaction that never occurred. Rudd is able to provoke the preacher to anger. There are several townies willing to help the prosecution, even if they have nothing to say.